0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 447. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 19. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to get into one of those touchy subjects today, divorce. Matthew 19 goes like this. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another woman, commits adultery. The disciples said, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So we should understand right up front that the Pharisees knew when they came to Jesus with this issue that it would be controversial. What they were hoping is that Jesus would get himself in trouble with the people, that he would say something that people wouldn't like. And he did. This is one of those times where he doesn't try and get out of this trap, if you will. They want him to say, some high standard, that as the disciples reacted, "If this is the situation, it would be better not to marry." And Jesus does. Jesus obliges them for a change and says there is a standard that marriage is intended to be for life, that God intends marriage to be to becoming one. And that what God has joined together, let no one separate. And those words should be familiar because we take these words and we use them at a lot of marriage ceremonies. And they press the point. They say, well, well, what about Moses? Moses allowed there to be divorce. And I I think there's two different issues going on here. Moses allowed there to be divorce. It didn't mean, Jesus is saying, that divorce was good. It didn't mean that divorce was the will of God or the desire or pleasure of God. And anything that isn't, anything that is not what God desires is sin. So Moses allowed the sin of divorce, and I know that's going to sound controversial to some of you, but when we say sin, we mean to fall short of the mark. And when you promise something and you can't deliver, you have fallen short for whatever reason. If I promise you that I will be there on time and I don't be there, that I have fallen short, right? Right? So marriage, where we stand up and we promise that we're going to be together until death do us part, if I fall short, it is sin. And so Moses allowed within the Mosaic law, or God allowed within the Mosaic law, there to be an opportunity for divorce because their hearts were hard. Well, our hearts are still hard too. I mean, basically, we are sinful people. We are people who are Imperfect. We are people who will break things. We will break people. We will break relationships. And so Moses allowed there to be divorce. But what had happened is it got to the point where people could say to their wife, you know, you burnt dinner tonight, so I divorce you. Uh, basically that there didn't have to be any reason at all or there didn't have to be any valid reason and you really didn't have to try very hard. And it's interesting that disciples, when they hear basically that if you're supposed to marry for life, that that whole concept is so foreign to them. This is how bad things have gotten, that the whole idea of, oh my gosh, I have to settle down with one woman for a wife and I can't divorce her unless she's unfaithful, is so weird and strange to them that they say, oh, then just forget the whole marriage thing. They can't imagine this. Well, that was what God intended for marriage, and so that's how far the Jewish understanding has gotten away from what God intended. And I hope that nowadays we don't react the same way, oh my gosh, we may react that that is hard, but hopefully we don't say, oh, if I have to stay together for life, then I won't get married at all. But there is an expectation here that that's what God desires for marriage to be, except for sexual immorality, if, if except for unfaithfulness. Now, I don't know how many of you are listening are married or how many of you are thinking about married, how many of you are divorced. Let's, let's deal with the audience in three different ways. If you are married, you know that unless you have just been married a short period of time, that there are days... There are days you just are willing to throw in the towel. Now, I have what I think is a good marriage, what I think my friends would say is a good marriage. Of course, they don't see everything that, you know, happens inside. But there have absolutely been days that I was done. There have been days that I was ready to quit. One of the things that I think this verses are here for is to give us encouragement on those days that that isn't God's desire, that I should try a little harder, that I should maybe be the one who says first, I'm sorry, that I should maybe be the one who says, I forgive you, that God desires from us that we make it work. But it, it will be work, There's no question about that. Not every day. Some days are just joyful and carefree, and other days are hard. Um, And sometimes things require forgiveness. There are things that will break the relationship and that needs to be forgiveness involved. For those of you who are not married, who are thinking about marriage or who are afraid of it because of this, let me say that I don't regret being married, although I said there are days it's been one of the bedrocks and one of the joys in my life. Again, not every day, but nothing is. And I've been married now coming up on 35 years. So I have some experience in this. So I don't say what the disciples say, oh my gosh, if this is a situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. That is not my opinion. Although if you can't think about being with that person for the rest of your life, then probably it's better not to marry that person. For those of you who are divorced, we've talked about that divorce is a sin, that divorce has fallen short. The issue there at that point is, what do we do with sinners? Well, we are all sinners. We all fall short, whether in our marriages, in our relationships with our kids, with our relationships with our parents, our friendships, we all fall short. So what do we do when we fall short, when we have this sin? We come before a gracious and merciful God who loves us even though he knows we fall short. So do I believe that divorce is a sin? Yes, I do, because Jesus said it is. Do I believe that God loves people who are divorced? Absolutely. Of course he does. It's not an unforgivable sin by any means. Do I know people who have built lives after divorce? Yes. The church is split over whether one should remarry after divorce, and the the reason for that is other verses that talk about not doing that. And the question is just, is it a sin that God will forgive and then we get on with our life and rebuild things, or is it a sin to remarry at all? And that's a place where I would have to say the church is split. The Catholic Church, for instance, saying that you shouldn't remarry, and a lot of the Protestant churches accepting that we are sinners and that there is grace available, even if the sin is divorce. And then Jesus has this thing where he starts talking about eunuchs. And when he talks about eunuchs, he's really talking in this context those who have been made eunuchs and those who are choosing to abstain from sexual relations and saying, become eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. They have chosen to put that first, even over some basic and pretty strong urges and desires. And we are always called to put God first. But some of us are called to put God first and to live within a marriage that supports us. Some are called to put God first and to live a life that is single, in which God also supports us. I pray that you will find where you are called, I pray that if you are called to marriage, you will make it work. I pray that if you are called to singleness, you will take joy in that calling as well. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Pinterest, Twitter, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. God kept calling my heart like I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome, more than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.